The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the people appearing on the show and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show's sponsors. I don't, I, that happened a lot. You wouldn't believe how many people pulled down Magnolia Lane in the middle of the summer. And there's, you know, secure, the security oh, yeah. gates right there, so you can't go far. No. But there's a lot of people that try to get a, a glimpse of that. We, we, ever, all reclaimed water comes off this property, goes to the pump station, and then gets pushed, gets pushed back down the sea pines, and then it comes back to us. Who are these guys showing so I can see, figure out who they are? So I look off in the distance and somebody's pointing them out to me and they got somebody over there pointing me out to them. You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture, an innovative company that is dedicated to your success by pioneering new technologies to provide solutions for your challenges. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is a partner you can grow with and provides the latest products from all of the leading manufacturers. Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Bringing Earth's resources to life. Now, here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolina's Golf Force Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my co-host, Tim Krieger. How are you, Tim? Doing good, Alan. How are you? Good. What episode is this? 2.3.1? Who we got coming on the show? Rock Lucas from Charwood Golf Club. But before we do that, let's talk about Bob Ross. You know how good he is at painting? Hey, and welcome in to another episode of Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you proudly by Simplot, might add, this episode. Thought we would have a little fun there. Uh, that was my kids just messing around. April Fools, everybody. My original intention was to have my oldest son and Tim's oldest son do it at his office in Liberty, do the opening like that. But unfortunately we can't travel, can't get near each other. So there you go. We hope everybody's staying safe amongst the uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus following all precautions. Difficult time for everybody, no doubt about it. So hopefully we can find some levity in this episode. I'm going to keep it fairly short on the front end. If you want to hear my rambling it'll be on the back end of the interview we do have rock lucas today from charwood golf club rock's a great guy he's a pga golf pro a superintendent and former president of the golf court national golf course owners association normally this time i would pull up the website and ask tim one of their uh, benefits member benefits kind of our education piece about the carolinas but he's not here obviously so i think the best thing we could do is promote the recent video we did with Dr. Uh, Burt McCarty and Dr. Fred Yelverton. Uh, did that via Zoom, and you can find that link. It's on the YouTube channel, the Carolinas YouTube page, or you can go to get the link from Twitter or Facebook on the Carolinas GCSA platforms, accounts, channels. And the good news is I think we have some more of those planned and coming up. I won't spoil them, won't give them away yet, but uh, got some more education pieces in the works. Seem like everybody liked those good, good bit. All right, that's enough of me rambling. Here we go. Rock Lucas. Enjoy. 
Simplot Turf and Horticulture is one of the leading turf and ornamental distributors in the United States. We share your passion for these markets and to your success. While our roots in this industry started in the western United States, we are dedicated to bringing that same high level of customer service and product quality to you as we have demonstrated out west. Our mission is to provide you, our valued customer, with a level of trust, service, and support that is unequaled in this industry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. Well, welcome in, everybody. Off-course episode, we don't know right now, but we do have a special guest. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, you probably get that a lot now, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, well, let's do. tell him. It's Rock Lucas, everyone. Rock, yes, welcome in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Tell everybody who you are, Rock. Uh, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start then. What hat are you wearing today? We're at the PGA show in Greensboro. What are you doing here today? Today, I am wearing my uh, PGA badge, which is my over a quarter century uh, badge, hey, PGA uh, member. And I'm here, uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say, I have not been here since they moved the show from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Dude, I'm, I had to admit that last night, too. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, Maybe uh, they won't listen to this. So, <laughs> and, uh, and really... I would like to come to it, but it's normally on the annual GIS and the, uh, Correct. the golf uh, course owners in the GIS show. So it's normally on the heels of that. So coming from San Diego, San Francisco, I mean, uh, San Antonio, wherever we're coming from, and then coming right up to the show, I normally don't make it. Um, but we, as you know, this year we moved it, uh, the national show went with the PGA. So I didn't have anything going on. And I'm on a panel with you uh, here in a little bit on business and politics and so I'm wearing that hat as a... Oh, you're doing that with him today? Nice. Yeah. I think I might be doing it with he and Senator okay. Dunn and Representative Harvester. <laughs> well, like if wanted, we had to rank him somebody else to yank the mic from him <laughs> <laughs> when he started talking about cold beer shots and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, oh. you know, we'll keep it tight with the senator, but, I mean, we definitely are going to harass him about some tree issues in Raleigh or something. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> all right, funny. so you've been a member of the PGA for over 25 years. Correct. And are you a Class A guy? What's, yes. like, what's your class with PGA? A, 12s, Z, so I gave up on all that stuff. Okay. They've got like 56 of them or something, yeah. so... Um, Yes, yeah, so probably a You're an A. Yeah, yeah, class A. All right, perfect. 25-year class A. Well, probably right now about 28, 29 years. Wow. And, and the reason we say you could maybe not be an off-course episode is because you are also a golf course superintendent? Correct. I spend the majority of my time as golf course superintendent. What does that mean? You tell your son how to maintain the property or you're out there doing it? Um, we have really got a really good system down pat we're both he just matter of fact he just got his uh gold card class a gold card this week oh, oh congratulations yeah. so, so three I'm, years uh, for him then yeah oh, that's so, awesome uh, proud of very very proud of him and uh, for doing that but um our typical day is depends on what time of the year it is but you know whether we're there at 5 30 whether we're at six but normally it's gonna be this time of year we're getting there about 6 20 6 30 but we both are there we've only got one other guy so there's three of us total on the on the maintenance crew. I was going to ask you wow. who's running the, the uh, whiteboard in the morning of the three of y'all. Well, they say uh, <laughs> we live, as I was telling Alan earlier, I live and uh, die by text. So all of our entire operations are pretty much just text messages. So it's group text to the golf shop, group text to the maintenance, group text on Sundays with the maintenance and the golf shop on what's going on, who's playing when, what time everybody's teeing off, reverse shotguns on several holes. And so we all plan and work together that way. Um, and so we'll work. Um, Daniel normally works the course until about 12 and then at 12 he'll leave do any bank runs bank deposits any you know 
pick up something, go to P.O. box and all that kind of stuff. And then he'll come back in and work with the golf professional for about an hour or two on whatever's going on that we're trying to do on our e-marketing and social media and all that. He does the social media. The golf professional does our e-blast, which is about a 12,000 uh, database. Wow. So everything works together, tournaments, outings, and all that. And then he goes into office. I stay on maintenance until dark. Man. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then every two weeks I go into office, and I do all the payroll, sales tax, admissions tax, payroll taxes. Um, I do all the um, – bills invoice all that daniel does daily the bank reconciliations credit card reconciliations and all that so we kind of split everything up so your other hat which we forgot to say is you also own a golf course correct correct so you're an owner yes are you a member of the cmaa also no i'm not that's about the only one that i do not belong to now does daniel need to get involved in that sounds like you got him coming into the operation side he's when he decided i tried to talk him out of the business i said man this is not what you want to do same thing your dad tried to do with you that's exactly right i said this well no my dad recruited me he brought me back into the business i'd already left it he brought me back into it um so i tried to you know give daniel that father's advice this is not what you want to do he was heavily recruited out of college by a bunch of the businesses because of that know our family in the community in the county and this is what he wanted to do so he was gonna be a third generation because my dad was a class a superintendent so he's gonna be a third generation golf course superintendent golf course owner i said well you got to get involved with associations you got to pick one one you have to be with the owners you've got to be with that one that's going to help you tremendously because you're going to have a cross-section between pga professionals across the country class a superintendents across the country um uh, owner operators across the country so you got to be with that one and then you either got to be choose the pga route or the gcsaa route and he went to the superintendent's route huh. and that's um so he's on the board with the local owners association he's the treasurer there um the next thing is start getting involved with the midlands turf grass so he's the he's the face behind the charwood twitter account that we yes, see yes, but yes. I wanna, is he involved with the charities event too have you got yes. him into that now too oh yeah yeah he's involved in everything everything because there's another aspect to this too that he does uh, at least one that i'm aware of with the charwood charities fundraising tournament every yeah. year to that's, our, big, that's our biggest one we right? um yep that's exactly we've been doing that for 20 this will be our 23rd year um we're pushing four hundred thousand in our little small community that we've been raising Man. and it buys and the majority of it's buying christmas for kids we got a bunch of local schools we got a uh, elementary school middle school so we go to right down the street so we go to those and we get a list from the guidance counselors from the teachers the truly not the ones that somebody's going to spend it out on drugs Man. alcohol tobacco and all that but the sure. ones that are actually trying and working hard and so we buy christmas for 150 kids every year um and then we'll adopt two families and then we do all the shopping for those and go to their houses, deliver to Christmas and all that. That's awesome. Good job, Amazing. dude. So, Glad you. we're part of that. We need to yep, do more. Y'all been uh, supporting challenge. us from day one, and we appreciate so how, it. So i got to ask the tough question. How close were you guys from Faye? One, as a crow flies, one mile. God. That's oh, right. I mean, that was yeah. the missing so, six-year-old that's been in the news all over this week. Man, I, you gonna have me, I'm going to start crying here in a minute, man. No, every time, every time I watch too. it, man. I mean, every single time I watch it. i got to imagine you know some of the family that's yeah, involved yeah, in all that. Well, we knew a lot of the law enforcement yeah. and so that's you know the community and, and our community once you columbia is kind of unique as y'all both well know you've got the river separates columbia and then on one side you've got the city of columbia and richland county on the other side you got lexington county and you've got a ton of municipalities a bunch of small ones if you put them all together they're twice the size of columbia correct and so you've got all the small municipality police departments and sled and fbi all working together and i knew the uh public safety director that found the little girl oh and i was just watching him man i'm i'm bawling like a little girl crying you know right. just watching him so it was, it was tough that's tough so charwood the place that he's at i'll tell everybody go ahead 
No, you go ahead. No, it's it's funny because so like I kind of came to the Columbia area in '94, transferring between University of Kentucky and Clemson, and one of the guys um, on the crew out at Fort Jackson used to take me out to play. He's actually a former employee of yours, but um, used to take me out to play there. And I just remember I was like, "Dude, this is a dirt road. There's golf at the end of this damn thing, and there was 27 holes." And I loved it because I always remembered the greens were the most challenging because they were a little bit smaller. And so I always felt like if we were – because this is when we were trying to pass the PAT to get the PGA section side, right, like 25 years ago, whatever. And so it was like, well, hell, we got to go play Charwood before we go anywhere to try and qualify because if we can hit those greens, we'll be all right no matter where we go. That's true. And now, okay, that paved road is three different housing developments, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's, it's one main one going in now. And and, um, before you even got there, the old farmhouse was – we operated out of – we started with nine holes in the early 70s, went nine more holes in 87, and then operated that old farmhouse, the old barn, uh, cart building and maintenance and everything was all at the same farm barn. And then we acquired another uh, 100 or so acres from the state that had joined us. And then in 1990, we moved the clubhouse to the end of that road, but we couldn't afford to pave a road and everything. And so we built the, the development just to pave the road yeah. to get to the clubhouse. Really? And you could sit there and watch people say, like Tim, late for his tea time, oh, I'm, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble, and they'd haul but down that road. You could see them coming. And oh, you, yeah. would, you would, you would, it was one of them old washboard roads. You know, you had to carry it in the old days, you had to carry a pair of pliers and right. a screwdriver, tighten everything up when you got to the end of the yeah. road. Yeah. And you'd hit, see them hit a speed bump, come airborne. It was Junior. <laughs> junior had that old blue S10, and he used to haul butt out that road. Oh, man. that's awesome. I'd get dusted every time that is mm-hmm. awesome so it's an amazing success story that's I'm, I'm proud that you're sitting here with us today because i guess the the other we could go on about all the hats but i guess the most heralded or top of the line whatever the hell you want to call it um title would have been president of the national golf course owners association yep from a municipal golf course in columbia south carolina man that's pretty proud it's um i had to scratch my head and figure out you know how you you know you got there and um, it Did was you miss very, a meeting? Did you <laughs> yeah, miss exactly, a meeting? That's exactly right. You missed a meeting and you got volunteered. <laughs> you know, and they even not only did they nominate you, but they held elections at the same time. And uh, but it, it was um, I got recruited early on by um, and again I was at the time I was president of the Sacramento chapter of the PGA back when the chapter was a little bit different than it is now, and I had a route to go and I had to choose. And I, I started out as a superintendent of business first, and I was an owner second, and I was a golf professional third. So that was the last thing I did, but. Um, I just kind of went that route, and that was, you know, the PGA. I mean, I love the PGA to death, but the PGA, and somebody was just talking on the show floor that there's not a whole lot of education, anything on ownership, on entrepreneurship. There's nothing in the PGA that really, you know, and like ours today, you'll probably, there might be about five people out there listening to us. Nobody in the PGA wants to listen about business and politics. I hope it's full, <laughs> you know, because um, it's very important. But so I went that route and um, just, Hell, either one of us is going to hit traffic in Charlotte at the end of this panel, <laughs> regardless, man. So, but we started um, a local owners association. Went back in the day with Bobby Howard and those guys. You know, some property tax issues, and then we started a state association with Terry Florence and um, Tommy Cuthbert and those guys. I mean, some really, really solid people in the in the business. And mm-hmm. I, that's those guys kind of took me by the bootstraps and brought me along. And that's some good ones there, man. And Glad I, we're able to bring their names up on this podcast. Yeah. And then Just I got um, and and they honored that last uh, what two weeks, three weeks ago down there. I got the highest honor. I got the Don Rossi Award, um, which ah. and um, the NGCOA, which is their highest honor. I didn't realize that. Congratulations, man! man. Yeah, man. Appreciate Congratulations. It. Isn't that what Darius got last year? He got the uh, Award of Merit. Okay, he was the uh, incoming. I was the incoming president, when that was when we were in San Diego, gotcha. and I said, "Hey, man, it'd be cool to have a uh, 
award of merit winner, you know, the incoming president for University of South Carolina, award of merit for University of South Carolina. So uh, that ended there you up go. miraculously how that worked out. Man, that's awesome. Y'all could just get a SEC championship out of the football team, man. Everything would be all right. Uh, we got a better chance of me winning the PJ championship than that. I should be quiet <laughs> because <laughs> I am with two Gamecock fans, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, Are you, I, do you still play a good bit like the club pro stuff? And no, I don't play anything that you have to post a score. I'm not playing in it. I hear you. Um, but I st- I carry a five handicap, and that's what you know. Daniel's about a four handicap. I'm around a five. Uh, it was trending heavily in the wrong direction um, when I became president. So I got to play some really really nice places, but I didn't get to play a lot. Yeah. So the uh, the only reason it didn't get a whole lot, it got up to about eight, but it didn't get higher because I didn't post enough scores. And, so, um, and I think you know, not to get sidetracked, but. You said Daniel, just to clarify, because there's listeners, Australia, yep, yep, Russia, the bots. We yep. don't know. We always joke about that. Um, that's your son. Yes, yes, Daniel Lucas. Yep. And well, what people don't know is how lucky he is. I'm sorry, I've interrupted you twice. Now go ahead. That picture. Do you recognize that picture? Yep. Did you take that or Daniel? Daniel. Oh, Daniel does all that. It was in the mornings. Remember? It was. It was. He, a he mic- doesn't work until the evening. Oh, that's right. Sunset no, pics would be rocks. No, if he follows our um, stuff, you'll see a lot of um, pictures in the mornings. And that was a my Carolina's morning post, but now it's actually the header post for the Carolina's GCSA Facebook. Who so put that there? I did. <laughs> did you get rights? <laughs> permission begging now oh we got um he he got are we well, one of my, one can of we my, use that on our facebook yeah, they page? did get a printed okay? copy of that at the yeah. carolina show it yeah. should have i just want to make sure you're okay with that oh yeah we'll work, out, we'll, work out we'll work out all the details later on <laughs> but he's lucky to be here yeah. and a four handicapper a lot of people don't know that story i don't know if you want to get into it but i mean does does he still have a metal rod in his back he's um still double titanium rod hooks and hangers from the hairline of his neck to the top of his tailbone huh well did you know that no and that's one reason that he um, – I'll try to do it without tearing up, but he – No, I'll get you through yeah. it, man. It's, we walked through the whole story, yeah. man. It's um, tough. 2010, he was always an athlete at everything he did. He was always a really good athlete, baseball and uh, basketball and golf, playing on the high school golf team since the middle school. And um, had scoliosis and, you know, treated it for years. And just, you know, the surgeons – the doctor said, hey, we're not going to be able to stop it, so you need to correct it. And, you know, you don't have to do it now, but the further it gets, the less correction you're going to get and the worse it's going to get. So he said, well, let's don't wait till he, excuse me, gets to college. Let's don't wait till he's getting married, you know, and starting a career and family and all that. Let's go ahead and do it now. So he's 15. And what should have been is like major heart surgery. It's, it's routine, but it's major surgery. You go in and do your five, six hours of surgery and come out and recover and everything's good. 17 and a half hours later after surgery, they left him on the operating table paralyzed for life and was never going to walk again. And um, in the lobby of at 2 or 3 in the morning, there was probably 150 people in the hospital, in the waiting room. I mean, it was just overflowed. The halls were, I mean, it was, it was unreal. The amount of turnout and that people came to the hospital in the middle of the night as the word got out. And um, so we searched all over the world, found a number one children's spinal orthopedic surgeon in the world was at Boston Children's Hospital, Dr. Emmons out of um, Harvard. And we did several trips back and forth to Boston to see if some tests and see if they thought they could correct it and all that. And um, they ended up doing, they corrected. He came out of the surgery two inches taller. Um, really? And I asked him, I said, well, will, you know, will he be able to play golf? He said, well, he'll have a little hockey puck, you know, slap shot, you know, just a little short back swing and all that. He's manipulated his swing. I mean, he can move it. He he turns his whole body and gets his hands straight up in the air, and that's I mean, cool. he can launch it. It's, it's, that's he, why I didn't know if he still had that in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's for life. Yeah, yeah. Well, what now? Now that hearing that, and we talked about the young lady at your facility that yep. plays out there, that she went through the same thing. Yep. 
and she had a uh, you know a couple uh, partial fusion on the uh, lower spine, which is still serious. Uh, but Daniels was his entire wow yeah thing, and he um, and that's what helped him in the golf business because he he didn't go to school for two years, high school for two years, so he was uh, homeschooled. The, the teachers would come to the golf course, and so he lived at the golf course. And, um, and so they does would he have flexibility him. at all, or is it a straight yeah, ride? Yeah, straight ride. But wow. you can't tell. I mean, you watch him all day long, and you can't tell. And then you look at his golf swing and say, man, that's a little, you know, he got a little funky move right there, but that's why. But, well, but other than that, you can't tell at all. Watch, and, me, uh, watch me hitch it into my wallet when you pay yeah, me. I'm exactly glad, right. glad to hear that. You didn't know all that. No. Huh? But the teachers loved it when they came to do the education because they got the grill. Or, you know, yeah. if their husband played golf, they'd bring their husband. He'd go right. play golf while they're teaching Daniel. And I remember crying <laughs> when you told me the story, and we talked about it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just because my son's 14 now. Well, he will be next month, my oldest, and he's six foot yeah. tall. And I think of all the blessings because of, I mean, you can just watch St. Jude and things of that nature, et cetera. But I heard on the radio one time, cancer is going to impact someone in your life or someone in your family. And I called BS when I heard that, and my dad got cancer within a month. Huh. Had to go through interferon treatments and melanoma and everything. So it's, it's the same thing. Somebody close to you in your life is going to have to go through something like that and to hear and to experience what they've gone through. It's just phenomenal. He's Like he said, he's a Class A superintendent now. And right. at, what, the age of 14 or 15, they said he would never walk again? Yep. Man. Yep. And he's a four handicap. By the way, that's where this all started because I'm yeah. like a nine. I know. Yeah. He, would, he would whoop us both. Ooh. Yeah. We but, could uh, play him best ball. Hey, and that's maybe, what I was thinking. We need your four birdies, though, and not me making two cutting your holes where you made them. Yeah, y'all got to get your story straight on how many and which side and whether two on the front or two on the back. You y'all listen got, to that I one, too? I listen to them all. God I'm dang. telling you, I'm riding them. I'm riding. I'm telling you, it takes one of y'all's podcasts for me to mow green. So it takes me, you that's know, so or, cool. I'm, you know, I sprayed right before I came up here, so I'm spraying, to, uh, doing a little spoon feeding and pre-emerge. Not, I mean, uh, not pre-emerge, spoon feeding and some fungicide and, so I'm listening to y'all. It takes me three hours by the time I um, spray and wash up. It takes me three hours. So that's about, you know, one and a half of your podcast. And, uh, Thank you, man. That's awesome. So. Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted him on. We were supposed to do a double episode with Daniel, but I think it sounds like he needs to be a superintendent episode at the first yeah, of the he month. Be his dad own. can be his off course. Right, right. So we'll go down there sometime in Columbia and, and sit with him. We can I have think. the month of Lucas's. <laughs> Just the maybe first and should. the 15th, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll hold this till this summer. That'd be good. I like that. We'd love to have you. It's I all mean, part of this plan. That's why you're here today, yeah, right? Yeah. Like with the script and everything. I mean, this is all a master yeah. vision of 2020 that we're launching here. Yeah. yeah. I think it's called Fly by the Seat of Your Britches plan. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Joe Lewis with the first T said, we're, uh, we've got the plans for a 747, but we're building the plane as we fly it. I've never <laughs> heard that. <laughs> something yep. like that once That's it's up a, in the air or yep. something. Yeah. Let's talk about Charwood real quick, your, your golf course, and going from 27 to 18 and that whole process. Wait, uh, you only got 18 now? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, three, four years ago. Which one did you lose? The rose? Uh, no, we kept that one fully intact. And then we took the white and the blue, and we split those two and rerouted that nine and then rebuilt the greens to have the best routing of the golf course, the best nine and right. 18 combination, which also left larger parcels open for development if we can ever get to that point. Um, so there was a mastermind behind it. But getting back – the only reason that we are still here is because of the relationships that we have built in the industry. Really? If we'd have stayed in our own world, we'd have closed, the doors would have closed a long time ago. So um, meeting people through the Golf Course Owner Association, through the um, Superintendent Association, 
I've met people that I would never in my life ever cross paths with, you know. So being on the board with Dana Garmany and Jim Hinckley and Peter Hill and um, and then, you know, Dick Schultz comes up and speaks at the Carolina. So Dick Schultz and I are really, really good friends, and he stops through probably two or three times a month. And so he's almost like my little you know, personal Did he give consultant. you some test covers? Oh, yeah, I do. Test Oh, I do. I've got them. <laughs> I like it. We're I've, doing testing over at Charwood. Yeah, I've, and I've got a. Um, it's I've about got, the people you know, <laughs> right? And and we use them. I got matter, to. Matter of fact, yesterday morning I sent him a text. I said I sent the screenshot of the uh, weather coming because Thursday's supposed to be pretty nasty. I said, you know, I've got all the rules of thumbs from going to the seminars in the Carolina section and um, you know at the beach and you know and, and what the temperatures should be and how many days and soil temps and all that. And I said, well, it's not going to get cold enough, you know, for one night. And I said, but I always go to you know double check because we lost everything right after we rerouted the golf course the greens were perfect and then we ended up with the winter kill like everybody oh, else and yeah. um, and you couldn't get eagle side you could not get it anywhere oh, no. because all the, sure. the top resorts and golf courses privates have bought it all really so we ended up having to go to the greens that we had that were good i took the thatch master set it down deep cut our own sprigs and i think i'm not supposed to do this because it's cut him off <laughs> he's not allowed to talk so, about this so we uh somehow or another we regrassed our own greens but um i've seen it done and i've watched it a couple places and i'm amazed and it's funny because people in the industry say that's not possible you can't do it and i swear it's a sales pitch to sell you more oh you can sprigs. do it yeah. but they're what i was told is that legally you oh. have franchise because you paid a fee on that on that you know if you uh, buy champion if you buy yeah. uh, mini birdie by eagle there's a uh, a franchise fee or whatever they call it for that turf. so you've been farming it so you could be arrested so for what I, did farming on my, I did on my own golf course i said don't matter you can't do that and i said well huh <laughs> so i could see the legality in that now yeah. yeah so that way you can't that's crazy you can't so, nursery but, grow yeah. it basically yeah. and then yeah wow. but we did it and, and the greens right knock on wood as and i listened to one of your episodes you know one of the guys and i'm terrible on the name but one of the guys man you know that when you asked advice it's be humble because everything can be gone tomorrow and, and it can and it was for us i mean the golf course was perfect and then overnight it just disappeared and then we i mean it, we fought and we couldn't buy anything so we fought and fought and fought but going back right now they're absolutely just perfect that was four years ago three yeah well it had been two years ago and then we went Coming into this it, year yes. yeah we went into this year with a couple little blemishes and then um we grew them all in so they're, they're about perfect but anyway they um did you guys ever go dormant down there this year not really i mean you off color a little bit but not well we put the pigment in and try to keep again learn you know you keep the greens as dark as you can to keep the soil temperatures up as high as you can so there's a lot of different again learning from these guys but going back to the 27, I'm like, my ADD is about as bad no, as No, we're good. This is perfect. I just hope the listeners can keep up. We're having a normal conversation. Alan's got to mediate when it gets real bad. But the, uh, going back to that, you know, I was playing golf with Peter Hill at a national board meeting, and we were playing golf at Greg Wood's place at Stono Ferry. And, and um, I asked Peter, I said, hey, man, when do you think the golf economy is going to come back? And he looked at me and said, not in yours and mine management lifetime. And that weighed heavy heavy on me because we were paying our bills we were getting by we weren't we were struggling but we were we were getting by and and, and our personalities are not to get by that's not who we are i mean we're either going to do it the best we can do it or we're going to do something else and so man i'm not going to struggle like this and then bring my son into this and then him have to struggle the same way i've had to struggle for the last 10 years i said i'm not going to do this you know we'll shut the doors down before we do this and um so that's what we went and i used pellucid to do some demographic analysis market studies and all that for us and we and he came back and he said you need to close nine because you know the demographics and the growth the income and all that is not going to be where you can keep 27 so we made that decision and all because playing around in golf with somebody for that i'd never met in the industry or would have never met man there's so many of those amazing stories i mean yeah 
look at the uh, you know when Darren and Rhett you know I'd have never met Rhett and I was on two committees out there in Lawrence Kansas and um, and then you know went down to see Darren Davis and hung out with him and you know Naples How, where in the world a did you play his place oh yeah that's right he was in the long drive contest with you oh yeah. yeah how yeah. good is it oh it's is it as good as it looks on Twitter? Oh yeah, it's sweet. It does look good on Twitter. It is sweet. You know, his uh, he mows his. Um, I think he's got Tiff Grand collars, and he mows his collars the exact same height as his greens. So the collars and everything are exact same height, maintain the exact same, but it's just a different color because he's got a different you know, uh, you know, hint of the green in there than the eagle. And then and I learned from him about. And I said, man. You know, you don't have a blemish. He said, there's a blemish, but we use camo sand. So he took me back to the shop, and we go and look. And sure enough, he's got camo top dressing sand. Yeah. So I come back to Columbia and said, man, where can I find that? Can't. So, well, I found it, but it had to come out of South Florida. And so we, the guy told me, he said, you're the only person in the Carolinas other than Pinehurst using this camo sand. So we had it shipped from South Florida. Is it the same guy that Hal's getting his green sand from at Seminole? That green, they call it Seminole sand or whatever. It's like eight-tenths fine or something. I forget what well, it's, it's called. Well, real, it's really fine, but this is camo, so it's got black, it's got brown, it's got green. So if you, you know, during the year, your greens are going to change a little bit of color. So if you're in season, they're going to stay the same color. But if you start getting in the off and you get a little frost and some cold snaps, um, you know, and you're on your shoulder seasons, you're going to get some different colors. And if you put the old, you know, uh, and we've been using it forever, but you use that green, just standard green sand that people use for divot mix and all that, and you can use it for filling around cups and all that. But it sticks out. My God, it sticks out. Yeah. And um, now I can't afford to top dress, you know, put it in the back of the spreader and top dress the greens. But we buy it by the pallets and we use it for like little small spots, changing cups and, and all that stuff. And it makes a big difference. Oh, you can't even tell us there. You can't tell us. Any, it's worth the, the freight investment to get yes. it up for that. I yes. had never heard of camo sand. I think that's awesome. What yeah. was the other word he just used that we didn't know either earlier? There was another big word he threw in there. <laughs> now, I don't use a whole lot of big words. Well, it was something that, that was a new term. Oh, that might have been Brian. What the hell did he say? It was something. Some train term to scale. Yeah. Do you have model trains in your basement? No. no. <laughs> what hobbies do you the have? Only, the only boating. Do you live on Lake Murray? No. no. We, um, we have, uh, we, I grew up on Lake Murray when it was a fish camp. And then we had a property up there. And then when everything went south post-2007, I unloaded everything. And um, so but we're, my, uh, I got my uh, master captain's license. So we've, we've back in the day, pre-2007 and another lifetime, we had a, big boat that we kept at the coast really more letters what yeah. what is a master captain's license well captains most captains boat captains have a what they call a six pack six passengers so you like if you go on a deep sea fishing charter you can you can take six oh, okay um, all right that's a six pack to get your masters is it's going to go by the size of the boat and the number of passengers it can hold and then a, a master is going to be like a larger vessel and it's going to go by the tonnage of the of the vessel so Man, but so are you into driving barges with people? Well, I didn't. I didn't do it I, again. I didn't do it. If I if, what's if that I'm gonna Lake do Murray charter boat thing? <laughs> are you saving Spirit up Lake for Murray, retirement? Yeah. What's, Spirit that, Lake Murray. what's that charter boat that goes around Lake Murray? Are you going to steam that's that it. thing yeah. around? The Spirit of Lake yeah, Murray. Yeah, Spirit of Lake Murray. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's you? No, oh, I do it again. I, if we can do it, I'm going to do it the best I can do it. So I did it for my family for my family's safety. I didn't do it for the hire. So I've never I've been on that boat. I'm laughing. Yeah. Sorry. I've never done it for hire. I just do it just for my because we were, we got into where we like to go into the Abacos in the Bahamas. And we would take our own boat, and so I wanted to do it for my family's safety. That's cool. Did so, you take a boat from America over there? Well, back the pre-2007, we had a big boat, and we would take it, leave Charleston, and I would get a guy or two, and we would run offshore and get to West Palm, and then we would provision a boat, and then my family would come, and then we'd go over to the Abacos from there. Um, you and Jimmy 
Buffett running uh, bales back and forth well, back getting, in the hey, I read I read that jackpot book. Were you involved in that in South Carolina coast? You're old enough to be part of that crowd, ain't you? Right? Look at him laughing. I, know, I think I, I caught him it, up in some bale running. Uh, I'm not next to you know you'll be talking about weed science. I wasn't in any of that. Oh no no that's Alan's gig. That's Alan's gig. But we gotta get him the stuff to be scienced on. But we um uh so then you know again that whole world disappeared post 2007 and and um so we run center consoles so now we still go every year we got about four families that go and we trailer the boats down to west palm beach and then we cross over from west palm it's about 220 mile run to get the treasure key into dabico's but dorian wiped out dabico's so it no longer exists right now as we know it so wow. they're, re- they're rebuilding so this year we're going to go to um to marathon down in the keys and um, so that's our hobby is boating Tim, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street, Mm-mm. the movie? You need to, have you? Oh, yeah. But that scene when they're in the boat and they they shouldn't have gone, That's that would scare me. Have you ever come across anything like that? Um, anything that can happen has happened to me. We've had, gotcha. I've had to uh, bail. We had, matter of fact, we had to bail it um, in Allendale. Uh, I had a boat repowered and the engine, the transmission overheated and blew up the engine. I had a twin inboard um, and it blew up and we had to abandon ship with my uh, wife and Daniel. And um and then uh Did you just call Joe Rice and say Joe <laughs> with all your friends and connections? <laughs> you rice quarters right yeah, over. You just get off the egg of boat with the boat. Swim and hope you can make it to Bulls we, Bay. Um we had to abandon ship uh going to that because two years ago. And um so we would have SOS a, a boat like come Coast up. Guard? Well there is no um we were too far out of the US territory, so we were in the so I'm calling the Bohemian Coast Guard and they don't have a I'm a Coast Guard. They don't have, they don't have a They said, if you make it to shore, please do not come into the harbor. Beach it on the beach if you can get close enough. Wow. You know, we don't want you blocking the harbor. And so we had we traveled with three boats, so you always have several boats. And um, and so one of my buddies would pull up, and we would throw a bag. And I've got like seven of us on, and my teenage daughter and her girlfriends and uh, my son. And so we're throwing my wife's, you know, everybody's got their offshore jackets on, and we're throwing a bag over. The boat comes by, and, I mean, it's rough as anything out there so we'll throw a bag over so the first bag my wife threw over was the uh, passport guns and money and then he's coming back to get you know a clothes bag and i'm throwing and she looks up and my buddy reached back and called and she said what the hell are you doing so i'm throwing the liquor over <laughs> i said because we got to have a drink when we get there <laughs> that's great but we we made it and um, i thought it was going to be a bail i ain't gonna lie to you that would have been great <laughs> but we Man. made it so, so that do and, you uh, have to just abandon the boat then no, we um, um, found I, I was got it down to the bilge. Found out what the problem was. The bilge pump had um, broken off and wasn't pumping anything out. And um, so I was down in the bilge getting shocked and electrocuted. Right. And uh, would you know breathing all the fumes would come up, throw up overboard, get me a beer down it, get back down in the bilge. <laughs> and um, so it was. Uh, we 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 managed to survive it. And then so the last two days, I admitted to Alan. No, it was Brian yesterday. I said, man, I needed a break from podcasts. Like, for whatever reason, like, my library, I, I listened to everything, and I didn't want to go new. So okay. I went back to Audible. Okay. So, like, for five, six years before I ever got into podcasts because of these great, wonderful people and their ideas that you've heard us talk about. Um, just kidding. I used to listen to Audible books, and I went back to this. I don't even know. I found a book that sounded like some kind of CIA, right? You know, yep. just take your mind off of it. And this serial six or whatever this guy's name is like his last two missions is what rocks lived through <laughs> in the basement of his boat is where i'm going with that the guy comes up you know he's got an arrow stuck out of his back in a gunfight, and he's got a bucket of water and he's oh, bailing we, we, uh, and i got the fumes the, and i'm throwing up and yeah we fixed the bilge and then we started going another other two boats ever been i've been going that was about my eighth or ninth time and so we 
start making the run and all of a sudden we got twins and one of my motors goes out and uh, i said well i'll turn around y'all go on it's no we're not gonna go without you so we went another 180 miles on one motor and um and these are big c's right yeah yeah like i mean how big like 12 no 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 not that big when you start getting um when you start seeing people talking about three to fours even big boats starting at four to fives don't really go out out of Charleston. Okay. Um, but we're running and probably when you, in, you've got 220 miles, but 60 miles is crossing and you're in the Gulf Stream. So you're crossing from West Palm Beach into uh, to uh, West End Bahamas. So it's a 60 miles. It's pretty rough. It can be. It can be slick as glass. It can be slick as a tabletop or it can get nasty. Coming back, I mean, we've hit it a couple of times, with probably seven and eight, and you just hold on. I mean, you're holding on with all you got. But if you've got to get back, most people you know, sit it out and say, hey, we'll wait till the seas lay down and stay here another couple of days. But, okay. you know, we've got school schedules and work schedules and all that, so we're still working. So wow. And it's you, going to depend, it depend on the power of prayer at that point, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do but a lot, of, you do a lot of praying and a lot of drinking. <laughs> I don't think I get to make that trip. You know. It's kind of like roller coasters and slides. I got uh, too many stints for that one. Like yeah. I don't think the wife's going to let me take that boat ride. <laughs> now, you're with not rock. You're not farming baseball players like Greg McBride, are you? No, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. no, no. We're not. He's doing bailing that. and balling. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now we are. Uh, you bailing big. ballers? <laughs> that, that's our other thing is we're big into um, RVing. So if we're not, oh boating, really? Then we're RVing. That's cool. And then we we go on uh, Carolina football. We'll go on Friday, leave on Sunday. We got 26 RVs that park together and. We call it it's the Rockstar Trailer Park. So whatever happened, we got our own where, Facebook page. And, where is it? I gotta follow that. And uh, so whatever happens at a small town. Y'all park trailer over park, there by Bojangles. Uh, you turn at Bernie's Chicken. Yeah. And come back. We're behind the Armory, behind the museum. Back there. Oh my word! And there's twenty six uh, of y'all. Yeah, there's twenty six uh, FEMA hookup spots. Is it really? Oh jeez. Yeah. Hey, but FEMA's um, never parked there because they always park at the uh, emergency preparedness place. Did you catch the beginning of Rock's episode? It's the, who you know in this industry. Oh yeah, Rock's. What's the name of the Facebook? Rockstar Trailer Park. All right, so there it is. <laughs> you you own an RV? Yeah, yeah. How big is yours? Well, again, pre two thousand seven, we had a um, an eighty seven footer with well, two captains, it was, it was and three strippers. I get it now. Forty five diesel pusher, but wow. you know, like you were talking to, um, what Turner Rebels? Who were you talking to? Al Wilson. That's where I was going yeah, with it. We had that. And you then, had what he has yeah, now. Yeah, but post two thousand seven, um, we back down to a fifth wheel, and we pulled. Yeah, okay. we pulled, pulled a fifth wheel. So my concern has always been having another motor to deal with like because we're kind of toying you know what i mean do you get a pull behind or do you get the whole rv type thing and there's there's a lot of um that goes into it how far you're driving how many kids if you're going to go more than three hours and you've got kids and you don't want to pull behind you want to be driving so that they can get up go to the bathroom fix something to eat sleep tv sleep wi-fi that's what i did forever i mean we covered from canada so you're not in pull behinds typically you can't ride in them things no 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 you know i have i have known People who, you know, would go uh, south for the winter and their wives would, you know, sit in the back in the recliner and read books and, you know, while they were driving down. But I wouldn't put my kids back there. Yeah, I mean, something Might happens, Might put my wife, right? but not I mean, my kids. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't think about it no, from an accident perspective, me. but, yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, so if you're going to do that and you got kids and all that, I would I would rather, you know, you'd rather drive. And then, I understand. And then with Uber now, depending on where you're going, but we towed a truck and, um, you know, from Canada to Miami and all the way up and down the coast. And um, But if you – it's the sweet this sweet if you got guys and you want to do a little golf trip you can put a foursome or two foursomes in throw your clubs in and go i mean it's um it's point being go. i don't have a fifth wheel and you don't have an rv i was going to ask if i could borrow it it's who you know there we go. <laughs> i'm just getting to the end of all that 
We haven't Look had at him a, laughing. He's like, I knew he was going to ask me for something. We haven't had a good ask in a while. I haven't asked this year yet. You're still three into the year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, lo- I'm loading up this year. It I'm don't hurt to, to say no. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm sure there was something in one of yours about the um, at your farm or something. I'm sure there was something this year. Yeah. I've already listened to all of them, so there was something in there somewhere. I might have. I might You're probably right. You got a cedar? Because <laughs> I can pick it up on the way down. There's a farm in Lexington where the corn's actually cheaper, and if we were to go down there with a truck bed and just load up for the season and put it in barrels, it'd save us a couple so hundred So you're bucks. planting corn? No, we buy it. Okay, and just dump it on the ground, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. As, okay. as I'm told, you're just feeding the wildlife yes. again? Yes, yes. Yes. Legally, again, one of the disclaimers. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just feeding the wildlife. Gotcha. Got, okay. My yes. bad. You My can bad. bait for deer in the state of South Carolina. So, yes, you just oh, another the feeder. The yeah. yeah. So, you dump it on the ground, make piles. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's what we're doing. You got any good advice for any up-and-coming super slash owner slash golf pros? Slash. <laughs> slash. 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 Um, get involved. I mean, you've got to be involved. You know, whether it's the PGA, whether it's the uh, owner association, whether it's the superintendent association, you have to be involved. Expand your network. I wouldn't be in business today with no way, there's no possible way I'd be in business today without half those guys I just named earlier between, um, but you know, Dick Schultz was a lifesaver. I mean, and then, you know, Peter Hill and a lot of these guys that I've, you know, met across. Tell them a little bit something more than just get involved. Like, don't just sign up for the meetings. When you go to the meetings. Make friendships. You've got to build a peer network of friends that you're not. And it's not a every time you contact them, I need something, I want something. This, hey, man, how's it going? I mean, I went to, um, I've never been to the uh, Phoenix Open Waste Management. So, I went this year, first time ever. Ooh. Buddy of mine that's running for secretary to PGA owns a course in Mesa, Arizona. So, I flew out early. All my guys, they've been going out for like five years. They've been trying to get me to go, and they've never, never been. They fly out on Thursday. So, I went out on Monday, and I stayed with my guy at his house with his family and went to his golf course every day with him and, you know, hung out, learned, picked his brain, loaded up my phone with pictures and ideas, and, yeah. and then met the guys and went to the um, uh, waste management. And then, um, so I've got friends from Oregon, and we go to D.C. every year for the We Are Golf. We'll fly into Philly. We got a buddy that owns a course up there in Pennsylvania. He's a um, superintendent, picks us up. We'll go play golf up there in Philly, and then he drives us back down to D.C., and then we do our work in D.C. And, and so, guys from Oregon, California, Kansas, um, Arizona, Charleston, and myself meet. And we'll meet anywhere in the country. And it's, we learned from um, Greg Patterson. I don't know if you know Greg Patterson. He managed the beach club. Beach club. Um, I think it was in Los Angeles, the beach club. And he's retired now, but he was a CMAA guy. And he spoke at one of our conferences, and he was he called himself the dancing monkey. He said, man, he said, you don't – at his job at work, he said, my job is to entertain the guests, work with the guests, service the guests. He said, I do my office work and all that some other time, but my job is to take care of my customers. And he said, your, ide- and your job is to steal other people's ideas and make them your own and call them your own. And so we steal ideas, and that's our idea. It's an original idea. But he called it called it We Are Club. And every time they had a CMAA meeting, they all would go there like a day or two early, and then they would meet, and they got into cycling, so they would you know ride bikes, and they'd do a charity ride for wherever they were, meet. And so we started the same group, and um, we would meet. At beginning of the Look, y'all drink and play golf instead of biking. <laughs> well, we do, it, we do it at the corner of a bar. <laughs> yes, I like and uh, okay. so we'd rent, we'd get the corner of a bar, and it started out with about three of us, and then it went to eight, and then it went to 
um, 12, then it went to 20, and then we just share ideas. There's no script, just anything. We just got to, you know, we'll bar, sit at the corner of the bar and just share, hey, what went right this year, what went wrong. And as Greg said, you celebrate people's um, their losses. You cry with each other. You celebrate the, in, uh, the, their uh, achievements, and you you uh, together. Somebody got promoted. You know, somebody got married. Somebody got grandkids. Whatever. You celebrate all these things together. And he called it "We Are Club," and we do the same thing. And so, this year they actually made it a session at our annual conference with the golf oh, course owners. That's cool. And it was standing room only in there, and that's it's just great. a free for all. You know, hey man, I need help here. I need help there. So it's some really good stuff. That's totally. But getting awesome. back to your question, the ADD kicking in. Get involved. Question. Build oh, yeah. yeah, build relationships, um, network, and become friends. You know, just don't – you know, and, and I listen to um, – and I don't know the guy, but he lives in Casey. Um, Richard. On, yeah. Richard Brown. Well, yeah. the, the stand in Orangeburg. And I told Daniel, I said, hey, you need to contact him. I said, I don't know if he plays any golf or not, but we have a dog fight every Wednesday in the in season. And if he plays golf, you know, you, yeah, I was waiting on y'all to ask him what his wife did because he said when he and his wife are together, they go walk the dog and all yeah, this stuff. But yeah. y'all – I don't know if she worked ship work or whatever. Y'all never. We got lost in the script. Yeah. So I was going to say, hey, call. And so I'm teaching Daniel that now. So, hey, reach Build out. Build that relationship. Get him to come over and play golf with, you know, in our dog fight. And, yeah. Know. That's cool. He's yeah. a good egg, too, man. They'd like each other. They'd get along well. Yeah. Not need, too far apart in age. Need to get both of y'all in the city golf tournament this summer. <laughs> you got to post that score. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You said that. Yeah. Well, just yeah. to make it into round two, he play. can still sign up and play the yeah. first day, right? Yeah. I can play 15 good holes to go. <laughs> jeez. Oh, man. That's awesome. What's uh, We got to ask him the first car. You ask him that, let's wrap it up. All right. First car you drove. All right. First car, I was thinking about that because I was listening to y'all's show. I learned to drive a 1969 Ford F2000 tractor. I knew I knew it wasn't going to be a car. I had a feeling it was going to be a. And I could take that and go down to a little market and get me a hot dog and and a drink at lunch because I worked on the golf course since I was nine. So I could you couldn't drive a car, but I could drive a tractor on the road. That's awesome. So I would drive down the store, but the first truck I learned to drive was a '69 Ford F Series three on the collar. Wow, uh, nice. In and in and down, out and up, yeah, out and down. Yeah. And then my first one that I owned was a um, 77 Jeep Renegade CJ7, Levi Strauss back. It had the denim seats. and What? And I, told I didn't him, even know that was an addition available. I didn't either. Oh, yeah. It had the That's like Levi, the original King it, Ranch. Yep. Yeah, had the Levi buttons on the seats and everything. It had the Levi logo on the side of it. But I totaled it. It didn't last long. I totaled oh, it my senior year in high school. That sounds awesome. And, uh, but I replaced it with another Jeep. For Do you anyone? still have a Jeep now? Do you own a Jeep? He wants to get one, but I don't like the newer ones. I like the older ones and everything. But his um, – his fiance drives a, a Jeep Cherokee, Grand Cherokee. Not the Daniel's new Renegade. Now we're Chevrolet. Um, there you uh, go. We're Chevrolet High Country. Uh, oh, twenty five hundred people. Big time. <laughs> no, <laughs> mine's post two thousand seven too. Uh, he's talking no, about no, this no, truck. Mine, no, mine still. I've still got kids and everything. So mine's two thousand five. Now Daniel's driving the Mac Daddy. I gotcha. You know, I can't afford that. He can. Any hmm. future guests that might be listening now, they need to have those car questions ready. The way he posed it. Learn to drive. First one he bought. Where is that now? It's no longer a surprise that you're going to get asked <laughs> right, that right, question. Right, right. People, Alan is going to tell you that now. Yeah. We may add another routine question at some point in our repertoire, but for now, that's it. Yeah, he, he, is, he set the standard on how to answer the car question. Well, have we have we not asked you something you wanted to tell the world? Anything we missed? When no. you sit back and you listen, you say, man, them boys need to hear this. Um. I owe it to this industry. I mean, I owe it to the people. I mean, we, we you know, when Daniel was going through, you got to remember it was post-2007, so it was 2010. 2010 is when everything is just starting to hit because that's when the banks are starting to call notes and that's where banks oh, are yeah. starting to, you know, hey, if you had something that's up for maturity, they weren't being renewed. That's when they were calling them. 
we got caught in all of that. The golf course was doing well. We were still doing fine, but the bank wasn't going to renew our notes. We went through everything. We went through receivership. We won in court. We went through foreclosure. We won in court. Um, so it's hard to get up every day not knowing, you know, and we even had the conversations. Do I back a U-Haul up to the clubhouse in the middle of the night and load 40 years of shit in there and haul ass, or do you um, stand on the front porch and shake everybody's hands and say, hey, it was a good ride? Yeah. And we had to have those conversations and how we're going to handle this. But we – you know, you the golf course got bad because you don't put five ten thousand dollars of fertilizer in the ground knowing that you can't get that back. I can buy a tractor, I can buy a greens mower because I can sell it and get my money back. I might not get it all, but I can get cash. Right. You don't you don't get money back wow. with fertilizer and lime and all that. So the golf course went um, went down, and then we had to winter kill um, to to do all that. And um, during that time, when we were dealing with that with the economy, we're dealing with you know I'm going to work every day with. First half of the golf course, second half I'm dealing with, you know, banks and our attorneys and, and you know, and I said, guys, you can't threaten me. There's nothing you can do that hadn't already happened to my family, you know, with my son. And then right. during that, I don't, I don't know if you remember, my CFO at the time was embezzling from us. I didn't want to bring uh, all that up. I didn't yeah. know if you wanted so that she out was, there. Well, yeah. she, went, she spent the maximum time in federal uh, women's penitentiary. Huh. And um, Now you so, can see why the two of them do the books. Yeah, yeah. I well, and, and as, as as somebody, whether somebody got another job or somebody left or somebody moved to survive, you just didn't replace, you know, replace them. So you had to become yeah. that job. So you became the bookkeeper. You become, you know, um, the spray tech. You become the irrigation tech. We don't have a ball washer. Yeah, yeah. You were doing all that. We're washing carts and picking range. You're doing it all. And and um, I just had the conversation in the hall with um, out on the floor with Daniel Sewell. He's his superintendent, and that's who the guys that are doing. You know, unless you're hiring property so daniel's his own super over there yep. at hounds yep. here i hounds found that out today i never would have seen him outside much less than work just just found that just out kidding today. i love him but he would be on the teaching team normally you know? yeah yeah so but you know it, it but take like you said you know you uh, i got a text while we're here february 25th my lifelong best friend died eight years ago of cancer and um um we're doing you know doing another all the guys are getting together february 25th and honoring his life and and um so you know, life's not. Don't take it too serious. You know, yeah. you build build relationships. Uh, take those friendships and and um, build on them. Trust them. Believe in them, and um, embrace them. And um, amen. So, but I'll you. tell you, I've been lucky because um, you have. I got I got called into the golf business twenty years ago for whatever reason, and I have encountered people like you this entire time. People that I can call a friend twenty plus years into this business. Um, yeah, it's it's a privileged existence to some degree with the places that we get to see and that we get to go. But the flip side of that is the 14-month-old truck with 86,000 miles on it that nobody sees right now. You know, you and I have put in the blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. to get any perk that may come out of it for our family. I feel like we've earned it. And I just want to thank you for welcoming me in because I wasn't born in like Daniel. <laughs> um, but I think we've worked our asses off to get to where we are, and I'm proud to be able to call you friend and even as president to be able to call you when you as the president and wish you the best on your way, man, and if there's anything we can ever do. Well, as you recall, and I don't know if you know, I'm supposed to say this or not, but I sent you a text that said, hey, man, we got an opening. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, you need to really, you know, you know, look at applying for this job, for our CEO job, for the national. And, uh, uh. and he said, oh, I, 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 I'll do that. And then. I kept checking. I never saw. We hired a head of a firm out of D.C., and I kept checking with them. I said, has Krieger put his name in? She said, no, we don't have it. So I finally called him up. He said, man, I love my job. 
I love my people. The people take good care of me. I love them. I love what I do. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So he had an inside scoop to apply for a national CEO job and loves what he's doing that much that he, you know, said, no, I can't do it. These wow. people have been, said, this group of people have been too good to me, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave this. This is my home. Good for you, Tim. Good yeah. to know that. Yeah, I no, like no. it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what it's all about. And I'm going to plug, too, small golf courses. Okay. Yes, sir. Small golf courses. Yes, sir. It's hard. And when I was in Lawrence, Kansas, it's hard that, you know, when you go through the programs, whether it be the PGM, PGA, whether it go through whatever it is, and you're going to doing internships at golf courses with a spray tech, assistant spray tech, a mechanic, assistant mechanic, a irrigation tech, assistant irrigation tech, and all that stuff. And then you come to work at a golf course like ours, it's hard to find somebody, you know, that, you know, we don't, we don't have, you know, I had somebody the other day try to come in and I was, do some part-time mechanic work and yeah. where's your lift so we don't have one where's your grinder we don't have one we back lap what you're lifting these reels up all day and putting them on the bench yeah nah we're not interested wow you know so it's kind of hard to find people and and we're dinosaurs i mean there's not a yeah. whole lot of us left well i was going to ask you earlier about reels but because i <laughs> i needed to know in case i get a walk mower at the house and it's just me and my crew of 11 and 14 year olds they're trying to figure out a walk mower but maybe we could have your crew of three versus his crew of three in an agronomic competition I think it'd be phenomenal. But apparently, if I want one of mine to work at a certain local golf course, I'm not allowed to yeah. let him go work for anyone else before him yep. and get, quote-unquote, screwed up before I get him. I can, really? imagine where, I can only imagine where that is. But, yeah. uh, but yes. thank you all so much for what you all do, man. I, I, I mean, I look forward to it, and I really, really do. And, and um, you know, and I saw uh, Turner Rebels up there at uh, Pine Needles and – Congratulated him on what you know, man. I, you know, and it made him, you know, hey, somebody listens. Yeah, man, people listen. <laughs> it's amazing how many people are, man. And I tell yeah. you, I think the difference is, is that we're telling stories about you. We're not talking about principles and agronomic stuff. It's a turf podcast, yeah. but other it's than not, the, other than the beard, uh, yeah, forty five minutes. I think the, we spent more on beard maintenance than we ever have on yeah. airification of greens. <laughs> how many we, times do you airify a year? Solid. Well, we we do it a lot. We've already airified probably three times, four times in the last two months. Not not everything wall to wall as far as green, but, but when necessary, when yeah. No, we're going out there needle tining right now, so we're yeah. needle tining all the time. I mean, if we got a trouble area or something, do you but, physically go look in the mirror and say, "Okay, Rock, are we going to punch the holes today?" Well, I don't know. What do you think I should do, or do you just kind of talk inside your head? Uh, no, uh, Daniel makes I mean, calls. He and I talk about it, and then Daniel follows everybody. You know, so Daniel's a social media king, and so he's learning just as much. And yeah, yeah. he's following and say, hey, so-and-so's punching, you know, or so-and-so's <laughs> doing this. And it's, he watches like markets, like courses. But we learn we, – we, we travel a lot, we play a lot of golf, and we go to – you know, and learn something from everybody. So, like I said, you learn the camo sand from Darren and learn from this from over here. And then, in the, you know, we were trying to figure out what to do for these, like, little fish bowls and, you know, fish ponds, you know, little bird bass that we got in the greens. And right. we come from the last show – Hey, you know, just take the soil probe and, you know, so we've been using the soil probe for those. And then he sent me yesterday, he sent me a little thing off of Twitter where somebody. Auger. Cut, yeah, took the auger. I said, back filling in whether those holes yep. where you can't get water. Yep. So, I mean. Huh. And you can use a six or an eight inch depending on what you want to do. You can make it the same yep. size as the cup. Nobody knows. Man, you got. I watched it too. <laughs> I got to, man. You got I'm, potential. I'm in. I'm you got in. potential. But no, I don't want to be in. I just want to play. I don't want to be responsible. Right. Like right. Alan, I don't want to be responsible. I just want to play. It's fun no, with I the big tell, I tell my wife that too, but she don't buy it. <laughs> and with that, folks, thank you, Rock Lucas. Thank we you appreciate so much. you coming thank by. Rock, thank you so much. Appreciate it. For what you've done for the industry, not yeah. just for today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you.
Well, we certainly do appreciate The Rock sitting down with us there in Greensboro. Very happy we did four interviews in one day, so we have content to keep bringing you, to be honest. I'm looking forward to having Tim back, somebody to chit-chat with. Right now, I'm just staring out my window looking at azaleas. They are nice, though. Which reminds me, I've been obviously perusing the Twitter, and I've noticed that superintendents, when they take a picture of their greens... They always throw something down on the ground, you know, keys, a wallet, a radio. I'd like to see you guys get a little more creative with your items. How about a beach ball or a pitchfork or a bag of charcoal? I don't know. I will say it's been interesting during these times when everybody's staying home. We saw, I guess Kaminsky had the idea and the Dr. McGraw followed up with it. They had the PSU keg party for Twitter turf nerds. That was like a uh, Friday night, I believe. So we piggybacked off that idea and had a pulling weeds happy hour on Saturday from five to seven. That was cool. Very good. All in all, I can't, it's 22 or 23 people as myself and Jim Huntoon, Ryan McClannan, Jennifer Seavers jumped on, Dr. Kaminsky, Dr. McGraw and his son, both wearing pulling weeds hat, I might add. Uh, Talking greenkeeper, Joe Galati came on. Granger from Horde Georgetown Tech came on. Chuck Conley, Eric Dusa, Colby Engel. Uh, Tim Krieger even did a stop by very briefly. CJ, CJ Coy came on. Uh, our president, Brian Steeler. My wife jumped on once or twice. I had Tyler Brown from Baldhead Island. Zach from St. Louis. Forget Zach's last name. And then we also had Big Daddy. Brent Bagwell from Snee Farm in Charleston. Then we also had a couple unwanted guests. Uh, first one was somebody from Prague named Slav who shared his screen until I booted him. And everybody got a good laugh. Then Melania Trump jumped in, but we didn't even give her a chance to do anything. So anyway, pulling weeds happy hour. That was cool. Thought about doing another one, and we still might eventually, but uh, next time you know, next time we thought about doing one, people were getting closed down, a lot of confusion getting reopened, so uh, thought it was best that we'd probably not do that at that time. But we may do it again. It was good. It was fun. All right, something I did want to share, just because nobody's here to stop me. One thing my family and I have done during this quarantine time is the Bob Ross Challenge. If you don't know who Bob Ross is, he's the uh, painter with the afro. It's actually a perm, I believe. But when I was a kid, he, he used to have a TV show in the 80s and 90s on PBS, uh, The Joy of Painting. But I remember in elementary school, we watched him. I guess we watched every episode. But I, I, So I grew up on Bob Ross. Not too long ago, I, I made my oldest son watch an episode, and he fell in love. So what we do is we went and got all the materials, canvases, paint. Be careful with kids and paint, obviously. But we broke out a projector, pulled up YouTube. You can get all the episodes on YouTube. Uh, and we painted. We all made the same painting. Watched an episode. My wife's were much, my wife's were head and shoulders above anybody else's. In fact, mine looked like probably second graders. But hers looked good. It was fun. Uh, you just sit there and it's a 30-minute episode. You do need to pause it so you can catch up. But I will say it has sparked an interest in painting with my youngest son. They they enjoy it. and 
I'm just bad at it. I'm not afraid to admit that. Hers are good. I'll, I'll put some pictures up as long as you don't laugh at me. Speaking of my wife, last episode we talked about my wife and Chuck and how she's got all my contacts now so she can contact anybody. And her and Chuck have opened up a dialogue, shall we say. So we told Tim about it on air last time and so he he wanted to come up with like you know the Benifer name the Jennifer Lopez Ben Affleck kind of a couple's name well the day after that Chuck and my wife were texting and so I said tag Tim on the text just to mess with him and she did and Tim immediately renamed the message hashtag cheating on Big Al which was hilarious so now that's their new name is hashtag cheating on Big Al which I'll say they're still going you know going strong even in these times. In fact, I thought we'd even wrap this up. We'd hear from my wife, see how it's going. I'm joined by my wife. I thought we'd get to the bottom of hashtag cheating on Big Al. Honey, thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. What, I'm sure, what <laughs> is, uh, how did this whole thing start? This bromance, not a bromance, but this uh, cheating on Big Al. Cheating on Big Al started over Twitter, um, one evening, just going through superintendents and their selfie shots, and I ran across, as I like to call Chuckles, his <laughs> selfies, and just, you know, the way the funny ones look, the serious, the half-face shot, and... Yeah, yeah you, you uh, mimic Jeremy Boone with the half-face shot. Yes. I really don't know names, don't but... Know. Um, but then I discovered that I had his phone number. Actually, I had inquired a lot of phone numbers when I got a new phone. So I proceeded to text him and give him grief. Oh, yeah. Over his selfies. And that's where it all began. And the selfies started. And you started, you talked trash about a selfies. Now it's a competition, correct? Yeah. A competition. More and like a judgmental type thing, too. Did you feel jealous the other night when me, Tim, <laughs> and Chuck had a group text going on? And you're sitting right there by me on the back porch, and you can't text Chuck because his wife is home? Jealous? No. To me, it's all funny. Yeah. Because he won't tell his wife, but everybody else knows and can read the conversation. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. And, and you asked for gardening advice, I believe? Yes, yes, I've asked for box gardening advice, blueberry bush advice, advice. Um, yeah, another, I mean. Another funny story is, that I think it was two days ago, y'all, you and the boys, you and Luke went to the grocery store first thing in the morning, and obviously we're not going many places now, but Luke walks in the door, and I don't see my wife anywhere, and I said, where's mommy? He goes, oh, she's down there talking to Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was nothing like Chuck stuff. Oh yeah, we talk, we FaceTime. Um we're going to get our own podcast about selfies. Anything it, you want to say to superintendents about selfies while you have the forum? Just make sure they look good. I mean, you know, it may take you five shots. Don't always go with the first one. You can admit that it's going to take five. And it's okay. And then should you do some color correction after that? No, just make sure it's good background, good lighting. Okay. You know. Daddy, I thought you were recording stuff. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest son said, Daddy, I thought you were recording stuff. 
Son, we are recording the podcast right now. All right. I think we'll call it a day. Thank you, honey, for joining us. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds. Sure, you can keep up with the, the fair of Chuckles and Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an update again after it progresses. But thank you to Simplot, as always, for sponsoring these episodes. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Want to become a member of the Carolinas GCSA? Visit carolinasgcsa.org for more information or call the office at 800-476-4272. Follow the show on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds or on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast. <laughs>